Hi everyone! Welcome to Coke Paps, a podcast where we share our everyday experiences of running a home, building a family, and everything in between. My name is Gretchen. And I'm Kayo. Join us as we lead our team of five and come up with our own playbook to compete in the biggest challenge that is life. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today for our second episode. If you haven't yet, catch our pilot episode where we look back on our wedding and also introduce ourselves if you want to get to know us more. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at CoCaps, that's C-O-E-A-P-T-S, short for CoCaptains. You can also follow me at Gretchen Gatan and our pets at Boo and Bellatrix. All right. So today's episode will focus on our pet care routine for our two pets, Boo Boo and Bellatrix. So Boo Boo's a Shih Tzu who is 10 years old. Yeah, 10 years old turning 11 this year. <laughs> and Bellatrix, our Persian doll face, who is 4, I think? 4, yeah, four, she's 4. Yeah. So if you're a first-time pet parent or even if you have um, an older dog or an older cat also, uh, maybe you can pick up a thing or two from today, from our discussion today, or feel free to share any information that you can give us as well through just by reaching out to us on Instagram. We also have a very, very special guest for today, Dr. Karina Bernert. She's a licensed veterinarian who happens to be Bubu and Bella's vet, and she's also our sister-in-law. She'll be joining us this afternoon to give expert advice on pet care. All right, Yay, welcome, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for having me here. Yay. <laughs> so you also have two pets. Uh, you can introduce them also now if you would like. Okay. So actually, I have more than two pets. <laughs> but <laughs> <More than two. laughs> So I have dogs in Palawan and uh, I have some horses too. But here in Manila, I have two cats. So we have Kana, who is uh, the mom of Bellatrix, and Sissy, who is the sister of Bellatrix. Sissy, short for Narcissa. Yeah. So yes. It's not very obvious that uh, <laughs> someone's a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, we, <laughs> we named them after the, the Black Sisters. We actually <laughs> forgot that there was a third Black Sister, Andromeda, but... When Kana gave birth, there were only two kittens, both females, so we named them Narcissa and Bellatrix. Anyway, we've gathered a few frequently asked questions about how we care for Bubu and Bellatrix. Kayo and I will be answering them together with Karina, who can share her expert advice. And if you guys have any questions after this, you can send us a message on Instagram or email us at cocapsthepodcast at gmail.com. All right, so let's just jump right into the first question. The first question that people often ask is, what do they eat? So they are currently sponsored by uh, Royal Canon. Thank you so much to Royal Canon for always sending over food. But, you know, before they got sponsored by Royal Canon, they were actually eating that brand already, especially Bella. But yeah, with both of them, like, they've been on royal canon for a while already so it wasn't hard to like change their diet or anything because they were eating basically the same brand ever since 
Uh, Boo Boo eats the Royal Canon Tailored Nutrition for Adult Shih Tzus, and then Bella eats the Adult Persians version of it. We mix it sometimes with boiled chicken breast fillet because Boo Boo sort of treats his kibble as his rice, and then yung and then the boiled chicken is sort of like his ulam. Yeah, he he doesn't usually eat the kibble alone. He doesn't like eating it alone. Yeah, like it the for some reason he it has to have something else with it. So like we put just a little bit of chicken and then he'll eat everything like fast. <laughs> but if like he sees that it's just the kibble alone, for some reason he ignores it. So it there, there has to be that boiled chicken factor in his bowl. I I used to have a dog also before. Uh, he already passed away. Uh, he was a yellow Labrador Retriever. So he passed away at 13. But uh, before that, actually, we also have another dog now who stays here with us in the house. Same Sparky. He is a Chihuahua. So both Casper and Sparky started with dog food. But eventually, we move them to eating table food. And this is really rice and human food, I guess. Karina, is that good or bad? Or is, is that frowned <laughs> oh. upon? Or? <laughs> um, actually, yeah, it is frowned upon. Oh. <laughs> um, so we actually recommend feeding uh, dog food alone. So since, you know, this is properly, uh, this is well-balanced and this is a, uh, uh, species specific. Uh, that's why you recommend to feed dog food. Because if uh, when you feed table food, you know it has uh, seasoning, a lot of salt, and all that, and it it's really bad for them. So we get a lot of patients with kidney disease or uh, bladder stones. And when you ask them like, what's their diet? Uh, most of them would say it's table food. Okay. Okay. So everyone, uh, please listen to that. Feed your yeah. pets pet food. Not human food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can actually prepare food for them, like home home um, cooked meals. But make sure that it's there's so many recipes online that you can research. So make sure it's you know it's specifically for cats or for dogs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because let's say with cats, like they would need taurine in their diet. So if you just prepare gulai and uh, veggies and uh, meat, then it will lack um whatever essential amino acids they they would need. So it's better to research. Actually, it's um I know that kibbles are convenient. They're convenient because they're very easy. You know, you just store them and then you can feed them. Um, anytime, but we actually prefer um, when our clients uh, make their own food for their pets because you know it's more it's healthy, it's fresh, so it's it's actually even better. But just you know, make sure that you use recipes that are species uh, specific and that are well balanced. Okay, got it. Okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boo Boo's been on like the boiled chicken. That's like that's something that we've been doing for a while now. But we literally just. Um, get chicken breast fillet because it's the healthiest part of the chicken, right? Mm-hmm. And then we boil it, but we don't put anything else, like just maybe a pinch of salt because mm-hmm. we don't want to put too much salt, also. Yeah. Yeah, boiled chicken is fine. Um, you can actually use other meat as well, as long as they're not allergic to it. Um, yeah, just boil it. Don't um, add too much salt. Don't put like 
some people kasi they would add uh, soy sauce you know to add flavoring oh, and okay. uh, yeah but, but yeah don't do that um and then when you feed the chicken try to remove the skin like don't feed the skin kasi that's uh, yeah. you know that's cholesterol so oh, just the meat that's Bubu's favorite part <laughs> the skin no but the, the boiled chicken that we buy is the one with no skin anymore okay. so I remove that I mean yeah they're just uh, small portions that still have but Bubu likes that yeah part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah, fine true. and then Bella actually Bella every time he hears us preparing Bubu's food already she knows it so that's her cue to go down and join because she also loves eating the <laughs> the same boiled chicken yeah so we also give her a little it's it's weird because i thought that she'd be the type to like wet food but she actually prefers kibble more than her wet food mm, she's she's like sissy so they're they're <laughs> sisters talaga um yeah. sissy only likes kibbles and kana on the other hand likes chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she likes uh she likes eating boiled chicken. Um which is actually good because for cats, uh they are actually um true carnivores. So they are obligate carnivores meaning majority of their diet should be meat. Oh. So it should be meat talaga. Um that's why well you can still feed them kibbles but just make sure that the bulk of the when when you look at the ingredients the list of the bulk should be uh meat so yeah. let's say it's poultry or you know um beef or pork it would say naman usually whatever the first ingredient is is the bulk so oh, ingredients same as skincare <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's how you i know you you um, choose a diet and their food. You look at the ingredients, of course, and then yeah. you look at the first ingredient. Make sure it's not like corn or um, mga grains. Make yeah. sure that the first one on the list is meat. Okay. Like, do you have like preferred or recommended brands, for example? Because like, right, there are so many brands in the market, and then. We also have the ones that are being sold by smaller. Um, I, I, I've seen on Instagram they sell like home cooked or home mm-hmm. like uh, food that they prepare at home for their pets that they also sell to other pet owners. But like you, do you have like a preference when it comes to a brand or? Um, like... not really, because it will also depend on your pet. Yeah. So, uh, depends what he or she will eat. <laughs> so, just like with Kana, she also eats Royal Canaan. So, thank you, Bella and Boo Boo, <laughs> for sponsoring. <laughs> so, um, she doesn't like any other brand. So, I've tried um, other brands and she only prefers Royal. So, that's why yeah. we're... Um, that's all. That's why we only feed her that. And yun nga, like it also depends, Rin, I guess, on the cost. So uh, you know, the owners, it depends on their budget. Because you have yeah. like high end uh, dog or cat food, and then you have then yung not so expensive. So it would depend there. And then if you have to check, and when you feed them, um, we have to make sure that their coat is nice. It means they're young. With the oh, diet, okay. um, you know they're not skinny. Um, they get to maintain their weight. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so if ever you have a pet, guys, it will really depend on their preference also and how young they are yeah. with the brand. Okay, so mm-hmm. another question is how often do they eat? With Boo Boo, he eats twice a day. So one meal in the morning at around 10 a.m. and then another one at night at around 7 p.m. So uh, my question for, for you, Karina, is how do pet parents know how much food to give to their pets? Because okay. with Boo Boo, like we have um like it's a scooper thing. So mm-hmm. we sort of use that as our measuring cup. Like mm-hmm. one scoop or one and a half. Yeah, but we don't really know how much that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, so again, just like with the brand, this one will also depend on a lot of factors. So, um, you know, we have like the brand or type of dog food, the life stage, the breed, um, activity level, metabolism, and, you know, uh, certain health issues. So, for example, kasi with the life stage or the age, like for puppies, they would require to be fed more. So, you need to feed them more. Um, so, for them, you have to feed them three, three to four times daily to avoid a life-threatening condition, which is called hypoglycemia wherein their sugar drops. While adults oh, okay. naman, you feed them one to two times per day. So to actually, there's there's a guide on the back of the packaging of their dog food. So that's, you would know there how much they would be depending on their weight or their age. Um, yun nga. So it actually depends on a lot of things. Like another example would be a pregnant dog. So oh, for, okay. for a yeah, for a pregnant dog, the butt's an adult, so you would think um she should eat one once or twice a day, but really she should eat uh, more than so mga three times na yan. Cause just like um, you know, someone who's pregnant, hello there at the channel. Like us. We need to you need to add um more into our caloric intake daily. So Yun nga. Um, it will also depend on that talaga. And also, let's say with breed, it's, it's obvious that uh, a Labrador would need to eat more than a Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't, you can't really just say na feed this or that. But the best way talaga to like a, a, a guide for it is to look at the packaging. Because it, it would also depend some... Some brands would say like one cup is, let's say, 200 calories. And then another brand naman would say one cup is 250 calories. So that's why you have to follow their guide um, uh, nga, with how much you have to feed your pet. Okay. Yeah. Right. And like it was... So we got caught not reading the manual again. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think we sort of gauge also because Boo Boo... Well, like he right now, he's currently a bit overweight, so we had mm-hmm. to also adjust. But he used to eat about two scoops a, um per meal, but now we would do like maybe one and a half just to sort of um control his diet because he's developing arthritis, right? And he needs yeah. to lose the weight. But the thing with Boo Boo also, right, is if he doesn't like, there are times that he would uh vomit bile in the morning mm-hmm. so that that one at usually like i noticed that that happens if he eats his dinner too early mm-hmm. yeah so like well when that happens also i i gauge it like if he ate his dinner a little bit earlier than 7 p.m 
usually at around 10 or 11, I'll give him like a treat, like maybe mm-hmm. um half a dentist sticks or something just to prevent him from vomiting bile the next day. So yeah, yes. I guess it will also depend on the situation. Yeah, like you know, that's another um example of a uh, let's say a certain health issue. That, uh, pets with who are um hyperacidic, you have to feed them um small but frequently. So yeah. let's say what you can do is let's say you feed Boo Boo two cups total in a day. What you can do is um the two cups you can divide it into four. Para, oh, so that yeah, oh. so that his diet is um parang spread out throughout the day, but he gets the same amount of calories. Calories, ready. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask that if we could, you know, find an equivalent of the amount that he eats in a day, and then just spread that across. Yeah, the day. you can do that. Nga. um, I know there's a, a uh, I know a cat calorie computation. Eh. Um, owners can do this for their cats. So actually, the computation is um, if you wanna uh, take it down, take it down. It's kilograms, so the weight of the cat in kilogram, times thirty, plus seventy okay. times point eight. So that's the amount of calorie a cat should consume in a day. Okay, I actually like I was gonna go to Bella's uh, eating habits because mm-hmm. I, I actually am not sure how much she eats in a we, day. We don't yeah, know. Because yeah. Bella is very independent. She has her own routine. But we know that she eats small frequent meals throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So she has her own feeding schedule and we just let her be. And that's why we we got her a smart pet feeder uh, mm-hmm. which can um which can hold kibble and every morning, I would just refill it. And I know that throughout the day and even at night, she eats from that. But like, mm-hmm. I, I guess I try to control it in, in a way that the portions, I make sure it's just enough for the day so yeah. that nothing goes to waste also. Yeah, so, but that I know that she eats um small frequent meals a day. And I think she seems healthy for her weight. Like, Right, we sent you a photo. Oh, we sent in the siblings group mm-hmm. a photo. And I think her weight right now is in the ideal spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to add for cats, some people think that uh, it's okay to put them on ad libitum. So ad libitum is when the food is just out all throughout the day. Parang buffet for them. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's not. It's incorrect pala. You shouldn't do that with cats. Oh, um, Yeah, so you should feed. <laughs> <laughs> because we we think that cats um, will stop eating um, when they're full. But actually, not a lot of cats are like that. So they would eat and eat. Oh. They would finish their food if it's just oh, out there. Okay. So... Well, that's yeah. Bella has a tendency of eating too much. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's why what you should do is you know, just just like what you're doing, um, set you know a morning feeding and an evening feeding for her, um, yeah. because they tend to overgraze. She's done that a few times, and when she does, we know it. We know she did it because she throws it up. <laughs> but like that's rare. Like that it it's rare that it happens. Like I mm-hmm. noticed that she she likes like eating just a small part and then she when she's done she leaves it already. But I guess 
there are times that she overindulges herself. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we'll just continue observing her. <laughs> but so far, yeah, she... Like, at least she's in, like, that healthy weight. Yeah, so we'll she looks... maintain it, yeah. She looks good naman. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'll move on to the next question, mm-hmm. which is, what are their vitamins? So, Boo is currently drinking... Actually, this one, um, Karina actually recently switched his vitamins to... How do you pronounce this? Sinoquin? Sinoquin. Sinoquin, okay. Yeah. So, Sinokin, so it's for his developing arthritis. So, since Bubu is already senior, a senior dog, he started showing signs of arthritis already. And um, this one helps address his joints, right? It provides pain relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there he's been on that for a week now. And so far, I think... He's young because he's back to his like he has his hyper moments again. Yeah, like he, I, he runs around. I saw him last Sunday and he was um back to his old self. <laughs> yeah. He was barking again, unlike the other Sunday. Yeah, he was just you know in this corner. Yeah, and then now here at, at home, like he he has a favorite toy called Mumu. It's a stuffed cow. And like he's been bringing Moo everywhere. <laughs> he he wrestles Moo. He gets hyper with Moo. So I know that he's back to his normal self also. Yeah. And I think that that helps a lot. That medicine. That what he's taking now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot of um clients or owners think that. Parang they're surprised when they find out that pets actually get arthritis too. Parang, huh? We thought only humans get arthritis. But yeah, it's actually very common in older dogs. And uh, there are a lot of, uh, there are different types of arthritis actually. There's osteoarthritis, um, which Bubu has. And then um, there's like septic arthritis, wherein they get arthritis from, you know, like an infection in their joints or their bones. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, that's why it's really recommended for older dogs, um, senior dogs to, you know, that they get their dogs checked often, lalo na yeah. x-ray, not just blood test, um, but also get um, an, an x-ray so that you would see if they're starting to develop arthritis they actually recommend to start them um on the supplements the joint supplement early on palang like mid age 7 8 so you don't actually oh, wait okay. yeah you don't wait for them to um have arthritis na and then that's when you start it yeah is it usually caused by just old age really or i mean apart from that other example that uh it's being caused by an infection. Like for in Bubu's case, is it really just because of age? Yeah, it, well, it's mostly, but it could be genetic, but it could also be you know, um, from age. Majority is um, caused by old age. Because, um, it's, um, you know, when you get old, na, your bones aren't as strong anymore. You're not producing enough um, collagen. So, yun, um, it, it leads to arthritis. And uh, another thing that can cause arthritis actually is trauma. So when oh, there yeah. is, yeah, so when there is trauma to, mm. let's say, the, the hips or the back, it could actually lead to arthritis. 
better. So I guess it's always better to be preventive yeah. than to treat it when it's already too late. Or not too late, but like when it's there. Yeah, like what I tell um Ate Gretchen um with Bubu's arthritis, it's not something you can treat. It's it's something that's progressive. So what we do with the supplements is that um we just address it, you know, to make the dog more comfortable and to slow down the progression. That's why it's really best that they're put on supplements para slowly lang yung pag-progress of the arthritis. And then for for Bella, sorry, for Bella's vitamins, we since she's still quite young compared to Boo, she's only four. We give her LCVit. That's it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Bella really likes that. And when she sees me preparing it, she already waits for me to give it to her. <laughs> mm. Okay, so another question that I am often asked, or that we are often asked. What are appliances that help us take care of them? So we actually have two water fountains, but mostly because of Bella. So we noticed that when we used to have um, just a bowl of water for her, she didn't really drink as much. But when we switched to water fountains, so we have two. We have one inside our room, which is a cherry pet. And then another one outside our room. So for whenever she roams around the house, it's an H2O water fountain that we ordered from Pet Warehouse. And then what's nice about these water fountains is that they have filters that I just change once a month. So ever since we switched to water fountains, Bella's been drinking a lot more. Like she drinks, she she drinks a lot, <laughs> and she has her routine also. Like at night, she likes drinking. So water fountain inside her room. But in the morning, she'll wake us up because she wants to drink outside. <laughs> so I have no idea why. Yeah, like it's the same. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I think Karina would agree with me that water fountains are better for cats, right? Yes. Um, they actually like running water. So fountains are really good. Um, parang it, it attracts them to drink more because they're known to be... No, to not like to drink water. <laughs> so yeah. that's why we, um, if they don't drink a lot, we actually recommend um, giving them wet food because there's more moisture in wet food. Um, they're, yeah, they're prone to getting kidney disease or uh, yeah, dehydrated because they, they don't like to drink water. That's why it's really better if you have a fountain since it, they they seem to like it more. They like running yeah. water. Bella's under my table. <laughs> oh, Bubu's under my chair. <laughs> Scared of the rain. If you guys Aww. can hear the rain or the thunder, it's currently, yeah, raining cats and dogs outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so aside from the water fountain, we also have, as mentioned, an automatic smart pet feeder also from Cherry Pet, which is um, Bella's current feeder so that one that's why i'm able to control the portions through an app which i really like and i'm able to also see her through the camera and even talk to her we actually bought that um because like we were thinking i mean if the pandemic didn't happen we'd probably be reporting to work right now yeah that was the whole reason we bought that but for now since we're home 24 7 I use it more to just really 
regulate her portions <laughs> mm-hmm. and to watch her eat. and to watch her eat sometimes I, I i don't know why like whenever i watch bella eat it makes me laugh so i like watching her eat <laughs> okay so another question that i got was uh what is bella's kitty litter so we actually we've been experimenting like well in the beginning we experimented with different brands but the brand that we that we really like and that we stuck with is the Emily Pets Wood Cat Litter. So it's biodegradable, it's environment-friendly, and we like that it's also flushable. So every time she makes a poopy, Kaya just scoops out the poop and flushes it down the toilet. And it won't drain the... Sorry, it won't clog the toilet. So far, so far it hasn't. Yeah, so far it hasn't. But I... I've read reviews and that's also what people do. They just flush it down the toilet. And so far, like, nobody has complained about a clogged toilet. (laughs) (laughs) But I also like that it doesn't stink and it takes a while for it to break down. So usually, right, we change her litter once a month. Yeah, usually monthly. Yeah, monthly. Aside from having two water fountains, Bella has two kitty litter boxes. So one inside her room near the window and then another one outside um, on the landing area of our stairs so that whenever she roams around the house, she has options. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it really also depends on your cat. Like, different... I mean, I'm sure that people have different preferences also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with us, that's what works for us. Sissy and Kana, what kitty litter do they use? They like um the basic clumping clay litter. They don't really like oh, the pellet yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the pellet type when it's when we get that um they don't use it. <laughs> so we have to use the the clumping clay um and then yeah, yeah. I just want to add you know, now if you have cats you have to have a minim- at least two litter uh litter boxes for them. So what you're doing is correct. And then if you know if you have two floors, so one litter per floor. So yeah. let's say you have um two cats, you would need four litters for them actually. Yeah, I I because I have a friend who owns she has like a lot of cats mm-hmm. and she I think in their house she has like litter box to spread all throughout and yeah. because like she also heard that it's supposed to be that way yeah with us with bella the reason why we have one in our room is because she sleeps with us in our room so at night when the door is already closed and she has nowhere else to go at least she has her little her litter box there so she if she mm. needs to pee or poop in the middle of the night it's just there yeah we had to adjust to that because i think when we moved in we had it outside, or we only had one at the time. And Bella would bang on the door in the middle of the <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, my cat, um, Kana, um, before I would sleep with my door closed in my room, and she she would wake me up also in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, like, let me out. So she would go out and then just use the litter box and then come back in. Um, yeah. So yeah. have two litter boxes per cat, per cat. and then um, make sure to clean a litter box once or twice a day because they are very, you know, they like to be clean. Cats are yeah. very clean creatures. 
So when there is poop or pee in their litter box, they tend to not use it. So like if you notice that your cat isn't using the litter box, they're peeing or pooping outside of it, it might be because uh, you're not cleaning your, your litter box enough. So that actually happened with Kana before um, because in the beginning when I didn't know a lot about cats, I, I used to parang, use very little amount of sand. And then so whenever she would be, um, it would get to the bottom of the litter. And then she, she stopped using her litter box. Like she would be outside of it or poop outside of yeah. it, which was really annoying. Um, and then eventually I found out that you actually have to use um, a lot of sand, like almost um, almost to the top of your litter box. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if the pee uh, sticks to the plastic, then, you know, they're very sensitive. They, they can smell, they feel like the litter isn't clean, the litter box isn't clean. That's why you have to really kind of put a lot so that when you scoop yeah. it out, it won't, um, the pee won't reach the bottom. Yeah. Is there any reason why cats try to cover up their poop when they poop? So they're desert creatures, the right? So uh, they like to cover it up because, you know, they're very clean. Uh. So they don't like seeing or smelling their poop. It also explains why um, kittens, even if you don't train them, they know how to use the litter box. Oh. Um, because uh, usually, well, if they if they um, grow up with their mom, they would see it from their mom and they would copy. But when, let's say, you get, a, um, like before when I was in the dorm, when I was a student and I was in a uh, dorm, we picked up and adopted a kitten from the street. So you know, the the kitten didn't have a mom, but we were surprised that it was it could use a litter box. It knew how to use a litter box um, already, and it's because of their instinct. They they want to hide their poop in the soil. So yeah, you actually don't have to train them anymore. I wish our baby would have that kind of instinct too. <laughs> Right away. But yeah, like with Bella, she's she's the type that after she poops, she makes a poopy, she will go up to Kai already and start meowing. <laughs> oh yeah, especially before in the condo. Yeah, when because in the, when we were when we lived in the, in a studio unit, she only had one litter box. So every time she made a poopy. She'd always start meowing, I guess, to mm-hmm. communicate, like, hey, please clean up my poop so that yeah. <laughs> my kitty litter box will be clean again. <laughs> Honestly, between cats and dogs, I find Bella to be very easy to take care of because mm-hmm. Boo Boo got trained. Like, Boo Boo is the type who doesn't like peeing or pooping inside the house. So, even before when we lived in a condo, we would have to bring him down. Mm-hmm. outside to make him pee and poop. But now in the house, yeah, he, he always has to be peeing or pooping outside, which is good. Like, at mm-hmm. least we don't have to worry about him making a mess here inside. But Boo Boo also has its way of communicating if he needs to pee or poop. So we just watch out for that. But usually in a day with Boo Boo, we bring him down twice or thrice a day. Uh, it's it's a lot easier now versus when we were still in the con because we still have to ride the elevator. But at least now we just go down and he can go outside already. 
But yeah, so he pees like in the morning before eating and then usually lunchtime, but it depends on his mood if he wants to pee. And mm-hmm. then again at night before he eats, he pees again. Yeah, Boo used to wear boots. I was very uh, particular about him peeing because um, jur- in the beginning of the pandemic, when the lockdown started and people weren't allowed to be outside like you're you weren't allowed to walk your dog you weren't allowed to go jogging so we had to adjust and uh Bubu actually had to pee in the basement parking of our condo and because i was particular like i didn't want his boss to get dirty i made him wear boots his purple boots <laughs> yeah but now yeah. Like, like i just wiped it after because he sleeps on the bed with us mm-hmm. that's why we have like a stash before the baby is born like even before having a baby, we already had like a stash of baby wipes in our cabinets for Boo Boo to wipe his paws clean. <laughs> okay, so next question is: um, Every when do they take a bath? Um, well, with Boo Boo, he takes a bath once a week, usually every Monday. And then with Bella, Bella doesn't have to take a bath always. So sometimes once a month, but really it depends on my mood also because like sometimes every other month but yeah like with Bella not as frequent as Dudu mm-hmm. and yeah we make sure to blow dry him really well because as you said right it helps um to avoid hot spots and yeast infection so maybe you can explain more about that like why we're supposed to dry them properly um well you're supposed to dry them properly after bathing uh just to avoid uh, clumping of uh, the hair you know when it uh, gets matted so okay. when this happens because under it it's 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 moist it's warm so this could lead to skin infection uh, because yeast and bacteria they thrive on um moisture and a warm environment so uh, if you leave it like that, then you're inviting infection. So that's actually what usually when we have uh, uh, patients in the clinic and they have like matted fur, when you shave it off, there's like hot spot under. So that's why we recommend to really dry your pet uh, dry properly pot, after yeah. giving them a bath. Yeah. And then for the shampoo, we use the St. Roche. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand for both of them so the dog version for Be- Boo Boo and then the cat version for Bella I really like the heaven sent um, variant for them mm-hmm. but I think like again like the food brand right I guess it also depends like the, the brand of shampoo that you use yeah. will also depend on how well the pet reacts to it yeah. right yeah so um for cats uh i just want to add this because i remember i had a client before um the the her dog parang kept getting dandruff and then i asked what what shampoo do you use and then she was like Yung shampoo, the shampoo that I use. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, Human no. shampoo? <laughs> so, okay, so I just <laughs> so I yeah, I just wanna um I just want to get this out that you're not supposed human you're not supposed to use human shampoo on your pets. Um their skin and our skin, we have different pH levels. 
So a human shampoo can be a bit too strong for them. So that's why we recommend, uh, just like with dog food, for your shampoo, um, use species-specific shampoo or soap. And then um, for cats, I would recommend something organic, you know, no scent because they're very sensitive. Um, and then for bathing, like the schedule, uh, for dogs, you can give them a bath once or once a week or every two weeks. And then for cats, you don't really have to bathe them because, you know, they're very clean. But you can yeah. you can give them a bath once a month. But actually, the recommendation is uh, twice a year. Wow. <laughs> but then yes, if you're, actually, yeah, tw- twice a year. Yeah, yeah, once or twice a year. But then if you're, like, let's say with Bella, she roams outside, you know, she goes to the plant. So it's better to give yeah. her a, ba- a bath monthly because she sleeps with you. And yeah. Yeah, so don't use human shampoo uh, for your pets. Uh, considering that Bella doesn't get, isn't given a bath that often, she doesn't stink. Mm, yeah, because they're very clean. Eh? They like, um, they can reach, you know, almost every part of, of their body and they can groom. Yeah. I want to add also that um, as, you know, with the frequency of um, giving dogs a bath because a lot of her um, clients, they give their, their dogs a bath every other day, which is also bad. Uh, just like what I said earlier, you, you have to give them a bath once or, once a week or every two weeks only. Because if you give them a bath too frequently, you actually wash off the healthy oils of the skin. Now, when the skin gets dry, it attracts infection again. Mm. Yeah, I've I've seen or like some people I've heard of some people doing that and mm-hmm. yeah, they end up stripping the natural oils of the dog. Yeah. I when I when Boo Boo was a puppy and I was reading up on how often he should be bathed, um, I was actually quite paranoid. So I would only bathe him every other week. Mm-hmm. But then eventually as he got older, the once a week routine would work for him. So we stuck to once a week. And then, yeah, like, he has his own, like, both they both have their own blow dryer so that it's faster for them to dry. So we would use that always. And then with another part of their routine that I tried to do, even though Boob wasn't only, well, they're sparky, but they don't really interact as, as much. But I try to do it once a month as I give them the anti-tick and flea uh, medicine just to be on this I mean just to be on the preventive side again because mm-hmm. like with Bella she goes out into the garden and well I don't I never know if she if she interacts with the stray cats outside but I know that sometimes <laughs> she, she no. looks at she watches them so yeah it's really more of a preventive measure um that's why I give them the anti-tick and flea mm-hmm. uh, medication how often should that be? And like, if there's a specific brand that you would recommend? Okay. Um, there are actually different types of um, preventives in the market now. So, you know, we have soap, shampoos, we have powders. Uh, we also have topical, the spot-ons. And then... Yeah, the uh, spot-ons. Re- yeah, and then recently, um, the chewable tablets, which can be a bit... Uh, pricey but we actually recommend it more than the other uh, types so yeah. I, I think it's 
mm, it, it's pretty hard to recommend a specific brand or a specific type because again this will depend on your pet again um the different types of preventives have different uses also so for example um there are these two uh chewable tablets in the market uh one is it's effective for three months so no yeah. ticks and fleas for three months i think that's what bubu uses <laughs> and, then, and then the other one on the other hand um it's it's good for a month, so it's effective for a month. But then, aside from ticks and fleas, it also protects against worms. So oh, okay. yes, so there. That's uh, that's how you choose um which one. And then for um let's say the spot on treatments, which we usually use on cats, um there are some that only protect against ticks and fleas. While some um aside from ticks and fleas, they also protect against ear mites. Or let's say heartworm. So let's say your cat is not on any heartworm preventive, then you would choose that. Yeah. So that it's just one, you know, you just give it once a month. So again, it will depend on, you know, what your pet specifically will need. Yeah. Follow up question like everyone, do they get groomed um, with Boo Boo? Actually, both of them. We lately we've been getting them groomed sabay na lang since their like they their fur gets quite long after a while. So every quarter we have them groomed, especially when we start seeing fur balls on the floor mm-hmm. or like more than usual in our vacuum cleaner. So we have them groomed once every quarter, especially with Boo Boo just to maintain his fur. Like I I don't I mean he's a Shih Tzu. Like he has a daughter who has like really nice long mm-hmm. fur, but I'm the type who likes keeping his fur short. So yeah, every other uh, sorry, once every quarter we we have them groomed, and yeah. then every when do they see the vet? Um, so we I, I we kind of touched on this topic a while ago already with Bella since she's still quite young. Once a year, just to make sure that um her vaccines are updated and all. But with Boo Boo, since he is turning 11 years old this November, we are going to start bringing him twice a year already for for the blood work, the x-rays, and other routine checkups. Just to be preventive also. Because like, right um, last year, was mm-hmm. it, yeah, I, that was last year, we discovered his, was it his crea, creatinine? creatinine? It was alarmingly high, right? Mm-hmm. And so it had to be treated aggressively, and yeah. he, he was okay after. So, I mean, I, it's weird that it was like that, but he wasn't really showing any physical signs mm-hmm. that he was in pain or anything. Like he seemed to be his normal self. Yeah. And then you'll find out naganon pala yung results. So. Yeah, it's always better to be preventive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially um with cats, they they don't like showing signs. Um, usually they would show na lang when they're really sick, which is really annoying on our part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because when you check them, like you see them, they're just like uh, really lethargic. They're really uh, weak, and then you check them. Um, you know they have kidney disease or something else. So that's why we really recommend that you bring your pets um to the clinic once or twice a year. Twice a year if 
you have an older pet already just so we could yeah prevent uh, diseases or prevent them from progressing even um yeah yeah okay i'll move on to the next question so what are their personalities like like humans pets have their personalities Mm -hmm. like with boo 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 grew up to be very very clingy i think because he was always surrounded by my whole family and he's used to always having people around so that made him very attached to us and that was also quite a challenge when we moved into our condo and kayo and i had to had to be at work uh, he was actually the reason why we chose a condo near our offices before so that we could easily check on him during lunch breaks. But yeah, Boo Boo is very clingy, but he's also very affectionate and he just wants to be wherever we are. His favorite time of the day or his favorite moment moments would be when we're all, we're all together in one room. And I think, like, Shih Tzus in general are affectionate dogs. So it depends also on the breed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, Sparky or Kuya Jake's Chihuahua is a little bit more on the Maanga side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alpha. He's a small but terrible type. <laughs> it's true. Chihuahuas scare us. <laughs> and then Bella. Bella's independent. And what I love about her is that she has her routine. So... Like, it's sort of predictable when she wants something or when she needs something because of her routine. And it's for some reason, it's easier to understand what she wants versus what Boo Boo wants. Mm-hmm. And then she's also clingy in the sense that part of her routine is spending time with us in the evening. So, like, whenever... That's why I think whenever we're with you guys on weekends, whenever we visit... um my side of the family on weekends. We try not to stay too long or too late because Bella really looks for us and waits for us. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she's smart. She's always curious and she learns fast. And she loves spending time outdoors in the garden. So very different personalities. But for some reason, like they get along so well together. And that's another question that i get a lot from my followers like how do they get along like considering that it's a cat and it's a dog (laughs) so like i guess sort of a backstory is that and it was also mentioned a while ago um bella is actually the daughter of karina's cat uh, kana and she has a sister named narcissa a funny story because narcissa was supposed to be my cat (laughs) not bellatrix um, but when they were kittens, right, and they and you used to bring them to the house, um, between the two, it was actually Bella who was more fond of Boo Boo. Like Narcissa yeah. would hiss at Boo Boo, yeah. but Bella would be the one to to like stick with Boo Boo and yeah. play with him. And then Boo Boo, naman didn't really mind having her around. Like he wasn't the type to get annoyed with her. Which sometimes happens, like, before, yeah, like, which before. which happens, like, right when Fatty, uh, Boo Boo's daughter, um, who is my cousin's dog, when she gets too hyper around Boo Boo, gets annoyed. But with Bella, yeah, yeah he was, he didn't, re- he didn't mind having her around. So I guess we always knew that there was a relationship there. And that's why instead of getting Narcissa, we decided to switch 
Yeah, you. I remember you wanted Sissy for your cat, the name Sissy. Yeah. <laughs> but then we ended up switching. And it, I mean, it worked because until now, they still have that relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's funny like how sometimes we'll see them just sleeping beside each other because they both sleep with us on the bed. And yeah, it's nice to see. And I guess that's what fascinates also people like, their relationship with each other okay so i posted on instagram yesterday to ask my followers if there were any questions that they wanted us to answer during this episode and i curated a few questions i'll start with the first Mm -hmm. what advice can we give first-time pet parents so i think i'll uh karina since you are the expert here and i'm sure that you get to see all kinds of pet owners <laughs> mm-hmm. um what advice would you give to first-time pet parents okay so i guess number one would be your research like really uh research well on the species or the breed that you are uh planning to get um you have to con- uh, remember that there's so many considerations before bringing home a new pet like you have to know what food they would need or like uh the space they would need and you would also have to know like um what diseases they are prone to if they are high maintenance and if you can actually maintain them um and you know their basic needs um remember that you are the one who you're the one choosing, so it's your responsibility yeah. talaga to um, research on them. And then I would say another um, advice is you find a veterinarian. So find a veterinarian that you and your pet trusts. Um, remember that your vet will be your partner uh, throughout this journey, so until the end. <laughs> And yeah. then another advice I would say is uh, know your budget. So, Atichan, right? Having a pet is not cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap. That, that's also something mm-hmm. that I would say also. Like, it's having a pet is a commitment. Mm-mm-mm. Like, just because they're cute as puppies or as kittens. And like once, I mean, that's, I think that's something that I guess, especially first-time pet parents, don't realize eventually mm-hmm. that um yeah they're cute now and then after a while they get neglected or they just end up being caged mm-hmm. so you have to remember that having a pet is is a commitment it's a huge responsibility it's like having your own child yeah no, <laughs> and i guess for us it's practice for us <laughs> because we're both expecting our first uh, children <laughs> to win yeah, but yeah, having a pet is not cheap. Like with Boo Boo, I probably, I mean, I'm so thankful that they're sponsored right now. That their food is sponsored, so that's something that we don't have to worry about. And food is probably one of the, um, the most, the one of the most frequent things that you're gonna have to buy for your pet. Mm-hmm. And it will also depend on your budget. That's why. I, with us um we're really lucky that we don't have to spend on that anymore but another thing that i never scrimp on is of course their their visits to the vet because every time we visit we i want to make sure that their vaccines are updated so you pay for the vaccines you pay Mm -hmm. for 
the blood work, the x-rays, and that's not cheap either. Yeah. But I, I choose that because I want the best possible life for both of them. Like, I I mean, I, I, mean, I treat them as my children, my mm-hmm. OG babies. So I want to make sure that, yeah, their life is as comfortable as yeah. possible, as hard as it is to accept their lives are really going to be shorter than ours. So mm. hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping that in that short time that we get to be together, whether it's 20 years, right? Boo-boo, 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so like you just want to make them happy, healthy, yeah. and you want them to feel as loved as possible. Yeah. I was gonna ask Kyle, like, like on his end, what advice can he give? Because, so as somebody who has already experienced losing a pet, Casper, mm. um, I've never felt that yet. But I know that one day it will be one of the biggest heartbreaks for sure. But yeah, yeah, like, um, I I want to know what Kyle has to say. Honestly, I didn't want to have another pet after Casper. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. It was yeah. heartbreaking. It was devastating. Mm. But uh well I married into I married into Boo Boo and Bella. <laughs> and not that there's any favoritism between the two, but it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty obvious. We know. We know, we know where it is. <laughs> I think just from my end, uh as someone who I guess I was I I am also a first time pet parent coming after Casper. It took a while before Bubu came into the picture actually. Because I lost Casper I think twenty eleven. So like I didn't really have a pet for like about two, three years. Two years. But um yeah, it was a big adjustment for me having Bubu, especially when uh we moved in together already after getting married. You know it it takes time to take care of a pet also. So apart from, mm. you know, really just feeding them, taking care of them, you know, you, there's still some times of the day that, you know, you just spend w- with with your pet. It's not just bringing him out to pee. It's really just going to him, you know, petting him for a while or him coming yeah. to you or even Bella coming to me directly just wanting to be pet. So it it takes time also apart from He never does that to me by the way. She only does that to Kai. <laughs> Again, they have a special no, relationship. There's no favoritism here. <laughs> there's a bond. <laughs> there is a bond there. He chose me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is also for young couples expecting their first born like with me and Karina. Um, that's gonna be another adjustment for sure. For the pets, that also, we're gonna yeah. have to for the pets, yeah. So Kayo and I actually were already talking about it that when the baby is here, and I, of course, like if I'm gonna be breastfeeding the baby and taking care of the baby, I'll be spending a lot of time with the baby, mm-hmm. and we don't want the pets to feel neglected. So Kayo will be the one to spend more like, time with them, give them, <laughs> yeah, the, the attention that they're gonna. Yeah. look for especially with the baby around yeah okay so i guess um another advice i can give is you know be responsible for your pet so 
it's as simple as, you know, like when you walk your pet outside and they do a poopy, so you have to pick it up because it's your responsibility is not just, you know, to your pet, it's also to the community around you. So, um, yeah, like that, uh, you pick up their poop and then you also have to be responsible or liable for whatever um whatever your dog does so for example your dog bites another person then that's your responsibility uh you have to make sure that your dog's vaccines are up to date just so they don't spread any other diseases let's say like rabies or they don't spread parvovirus to another dog so yeah it, it's um, like what Ate Gretchen said earlier, it really is a big responsibility. It's a long-term commitment <laughs> to yeah. have a pet. Yeah. Another question I got from Instagram, uh, can you give us tips to get the dog and the cat to get along? This one, I think some the one who asked this um, has a dog and a cat, but they don't get along. Mm-hmm. The thing with Boo and Bella is that Boo met Bella when she was just a kitten. So. Yeah. And the, the the relationship just naturally developed. But mm-hmm. I guess if it's an adult dog that you're introducing to an adult cat. It's different. It's different, yeah. yeah. So I think, um, first of all, you have to manage your expectations. Uh, you have to know the you know temper- temperament of your pet. So let's say with Boo Boo, you know, he's very mabait. It's very docile, so it was easy to introduce a new pet to him. But yeah. let's say you have an aggressive cat or an aggressive dog, then it might not work for them. <laughs> yeah. But a way, um, you know, you can try by um, introducing slowly. So, so the key here is really to introduce them slowly and to avoid any fear or ag- aggression between the two uh, pets between the resident pet and the new pet. Um, make sure that before you make them face to face, make sure that they are familiar with the scents. So when you get a new pet, don't introduce right away because for sure you know they might uh, they will fight. Um, especially the resident uh pet it will be territorial eh? so yeah um just like what i did when we recently uh got sis- sissy so S- sissy stayed in their house in Quezon city for a while for i think two or three years yeah and then um, when we got her uh, of course kana forgot about her <laughs> and <laughs> they, they um they were not okay. So we had to really separate them. So what we did was we kept Sissy in one room uh, for about a week. But we would feed them at the same time and uh, other end of the door. So Sissy would be it- eating on one side and then Kana would be eating on one side. And then when sometimes what I would also do is switch them. So they would be familiar with the scent. So I would let Sissy outside and let her roam around my the house, the remaining parts of the house. And Kana, we would put her in the room so that she would be familiar with sissy scent. And then after, I think, a week or a week and a half, when we noticed that they weren't hissing anymore um, when they would uh, be by the door, then we slowly introduced them. We opened the door, we let sissy out, we made sure that we would feed them together, So, or we would play with them or give them treats together. But, you know, kind of 
separate, kind of afar from each other, just so they would also associate something happy like food or treats um, with the presence of the other cat. Yeah, it's it's not, I guess, it's not something that you can expect to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it will really take some time. Because um, I have a cousin, but she's uh, based in the States. She has a dog, and she recently adopted a cat. And I think, like, she expected that they would get along right away, but realized that the dog kind of got territorial. Mm-hmm. So what she did was something similar. She separated them first. Um, The dog would stay in one area of her place and then the cat in another. And then uh, similarly, I think, like, during mealtimes, like, she would um, feed them at the same time in separate mm-hmm. areas, but where they can see each other. So that eventually they could get used to the presence of the other. Yeah. And then now, I think at least they don't fight anymore. But they're the type that would just like, be on their own. Like, I'll do my thing. You do your thing. <laughs> like, they coexist. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I guess it would take a while to get to the level where they would sleep on the same bed like Bubu and Bella. But I guess with time, it's possible that it can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next question. And this is actually a really good question. (laughs) What if our baby is allergic to pet? Oh, no. I will cry. (laughs) Cry. Okay, so this this kind of stresses me <laughs> because yes, well, me I am not allergic to pets, but my brother is um, allergic to cats. So it's it's kind of in my genes. So it kind of scares me that the baby <laughs> might be allergic. So, but um, there are ways to you know go about this. So first, we have to understand that humans are actually allergic to a pet's saliva, uh, urine, and dander. So actually, dander is uh, like the skin flakes. You know, um, just like with any allergy, um, the the best way to avoid any flare-up is to lessen or avoid exposure to the to the triggers. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if you want what you what no don't get rid of the pet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what you can do is actually there are a lot of face um one is maybe you can keep like certain rooms or like a floor in the house dander free so maybe don't allow a dog um in your child's room or you know on the second floor so that the danders won't uh, stick uh, there or what you can do is you maybe ask your child to wash his or her hands or change um, her clothes after playing with a pet just so uh, the dander won't go get in her eyes or her nose uh, maybe what you can also do is have an air purifier <laughs> yeah um, yeah so have an air purifier with a HEPA filter and vacuum twice uh, twice a week or the more frequent the better um, give your pet a bath frequently so once a week just so uh, just so you would get rid of the dander uh, on his skin but yeah but you know, unless the allergies are really bad, I think that the emotional impact of having a pet outweighs it all, right, Atogen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, there are ways naman to address this. Just 
maybe uh, I mean it's also best to seek advice from your pediatrician about this if yeah. it's about the baby. But you can do these things to lessen the triggers in your house. Yeah. Look for a pediatrician who allows pets. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. But yeah, like with me, I actually suffer from allergic rhinitis. That's why my mom ever since was against us having pets. But we're six in the family. She lost because all five of us wanted. <laughs> um, so when I, when I got boo-boo and then eventually my my sister and brother, um, they got mochi. So wala, my mom my mom there but she ended up falling in love with both yeah. pets anyway <laughs> but yeah so I've always had allergic rhinitis ever since I was a little girl that's why sort of my fear slash concern also that uh, my baby will inherit that but like what you said there are preventive ways or there are a lot of ways to just lessen the dander in an area yeah that's why we have an air purifier in our bedroom and ever since I got an air purifier a few years ago, like I rarely get attacks now. Like for some reason, my attacks now only happen when I'm really in a super duper dusty or dirty room. Like with Boo Boo, with Bella, and I've been with them for how many years now, I don't get attacks anymore when I'm with them. So the air purifier helps. And then, yeah, we also vacuum. Actually, like, we vacuum almost daily, um, especially the two rooms. So the, the our bedroom and what would be our nursery room, we vacuum it almost every day. We have, um, it's the Dirma CM800, I think. I think it's the same one that you have also, right? Yeah, the, the one for the bed. Yeah, <laughs> the one for the bed. So that one, it's um an anti-dust mite vacuum. So... Every time we change our bed sheets, and that's also another thing that you can do, change your bed sheets frequently. So with us, yeah. we change it twice a month. But every time we change it, we make sure to use the Dirma also to clean the bed. It comes with like a UV light thing also, so it like supposedly it sanitizes the the bed also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have that. We have the air purifier. Yeah, we vacuum often. And just try to be as clean and as possible. Like us, we try to dust also as often. Because like dust is a- another trigger. I mean, sometimes it's not even the pets anymore that trigger yeah. it. Like with me, it, I, I don't think it's Bella or Boo Boo that triggers. On the rare occasions that I get attacks, it's really dust or pollen. Or there's a certain season where, like I was reading about it, like the trees emit some sort of oh, something that triggers an attack yeah I, I don't yes having those things help but yeah like with us before the baby arrives we're gonna make sure to also get an air purifier to put in her room in the nursery and we're just gonna continue keeping it clean vacuuming daily and stuff because of course as much as possible i don't want her to be allergic to yeah Boo and, Bella, and i want them to grow up together <laughs> So, yeah, hoping for the best for our babies. Yep. <laughs> okay. We're actually down to the last question already. Okay. So, um, somebody asked on Instagram again, um, pet insurance suggestions. Because I think uh, I've been seeing a lot on social media that uh, there are some brands that or some companies that have started mm-hmm. 
doing pet insurance. So for for those of you who are curious, um, one company that has is Malayan. Yeah. But you have to like really read the policy, like before you sign into anything or before you get, uh, you really have to understand first what's included because yeah. um for like for the one of Malayan insurance, it's only for pets that are six months to eight years old. So Boo is obviously not part of that scope anymore. Um, and I you I think they also prefer dogs like with pedigree certificates. Yeah. And then um, there has to be, like, they're not supposed to have any pre-existing conditions or, like, genetic um, diseases or anything. So I think they really check. Yeah. So, like, if your dog has a history of something, you might need to, like, provide docu- like additional documents to the agent or something. Mm-hmm. And um, aside from Malayan, I think, uh, Cebuana Luwalier is under them. I'm not sure. But what I know is Cebuana Luwalier, um, they offer pet insurance for their clients' pets. <laughs> Dogs. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And then I think another one is Standard Insurance. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. I think I read that also. So. Yeah. And another one is Metropolitan Insurance. But yeah, like what you said earlier, I think it's better to, you know, speak um, with their agents just to know the inclusions or the benefits. Yeah. 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 But, but again, um, another one, uh, another suggestion pala, um, uh, some vet clinics like where I work, um, have actually started offering subscriptions or parang yearly pet wellness plans. I think you, uh, you can get for Bubu. Um, wow. Okay. I will yeah, look so into that. It's like, it's like a yearly subscription and then, um, under it is your, your pet gets like free vaccination or free grooming or 10% discount um, so consultations of uh, blood tests. So it, I think their subscriptions, um, they're, there are different categories like for puppies and then for middle-aged dogs and then for senior dogs because they have different needs. So yeah, that's another thing you can um, look for um, besides the... Uh, insurance but I think the difference lang is um, with the pet insurance you can use it in any like clinic but yeah. with the subscription of course you can only avail of uh, you can only avail that in your uh, clinic so yeah I would recommend that you talk to your clinic and then see if they offer um, pet wellness plans yeah so just um for me just look into it first like really read and understand mm-hmm. Because it will also depend on your pet's age, I guess. Mm-hmm. With Boo it's a different um, story for Boo since he's a senior dog already. But yeah, you can check out the suggestions that we gave. So that's all the time we have for today. I think this episode is going to be well over an hour. But I hope that you guys learn a lot. And I hope that this helps you take better care of your pet. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to just send us a message on Instagram at cocaps or email us at cocapsthepodcast at gmail.com. So I want to thank our guest for today, Dr. Karina Bernard Gatan, <laughs> <laughs> who was very, very helpful in giving expert advice on different aspects of pet care, right? So again, guys, 
thanks for listening and hope you can catch the next episode of CoCaps. If you haven't listened to our first episode yet, be sure to check back on that one. We're available on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Thank you so much for having me again. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Bye. Until the next episode. Bye.